Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining The Plot Strikes Back, Episode 2. My name is Nick. I'm your host. I am accompanied by my co-host, none other than... Hello, it's me, Austin. Ya boy. Carlisle himself. Clap, clap, clap. We're going to add some claps in. Or not. I'm just making it super post. awkward. We'll see. We're going to fix it in post. Yeah, our, our editor, a.k.a. me, add that in post. No problem. Yep. GG. We're here to talk about Bullet Train. Ugh. If you haven't seen it yet, there will be spoilers ahead. And let's be real, you've had since December 3rd to watch it. Or maybe if you watched it in theaters last year from July, you've had more than enough time to watch it again. Honestly, zero excuse. Yeah, you have zero excuse from uh, not watching this movie. And, and look, I, I, I know there are people out there who haven't watched it yet. And, and maybe this podcast episode will entice you to watch it, which it should. Yeah, Let's hope so. So, well, there's our first quack of the day. Um, <laughs> coming in at Whoops. two hours and seven minutes, directed by David Leach. We got a good movie. And I think it's probably one of the best movies that came out uh, out of all of 2022. Yes. You know, we went, we, we did a quick search through what all the movies that came out last year. And, and I'm, I'm scrolling through this list and going, yeah, nope, nope, not this one. Nope was a good movie. Uh, I still haven't seen it, oh, but man. I will because nope we'll probably talk about it since it is new to Peacock. Man, Nope was awesome, but we'll save that for another day. Yeah, for sure. So to really kick this whole movie off, it I think there was a lot of fun parts in it. Yeah, I mean, it was almost always fun. Like, it was... From, almost from start to finish, this was just like a fun ride. Like the journey too, with the experience that the the train takes you on, I think it was pretty. The setting of it is as as a location is very easy to deal with. Yeah, they say like there's 16 cars, you know, um, that these characters might go on, and and each car might have has, you know has a different focus and in a different purpose. Yeah, I mean, different purpose. Uh, yeah, but like you know, like they can't the quiet car, right? You can't. Yeah, you can't talk loud, and because of course we have the though. There's one scene when there's a Karen that's yelling at Tangerine and Ladybug. Yes, you know. So, uh, which we'll get to that in, in a moment too. So, uh, what a great cast we've got. You know, Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Aroki uh, Sanada, Sandra Bullock, Michael Shannon, Bad Bunny. Logan Lerman, Zazie Beetz, Masa, uh, Masaoka, Karen Fukuhara. You couldn't throw a, 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 like a cast this good together and, and not have a good movie. Yeah, that's very true. Which, contrary to belief, we'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the ratings uh, towards the end, like we're like we're going to be doing on our podcast. But there's when, when we looked at the Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, prior to a recording here um uh, don't even get me started <laughs> yeah uh, please. I, like we just sort of went on a That's rant ridiculous. already and i'm like all right let's just let's just save this for the podcast because the the ending of this might get a little ranty so oh my gosh but, 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 but before we did we delve into that sort of um uh, atmosphere let's talk about the great parts about this movie so obviously great cast great acting great soundtrack I thought I thought yeah. the soundtrack was very oh, fitting, you know, like 
And the big thing about the different versions of, of a bubbles is, is because of, of the twins and them being West Ham fans. That is a big, um, theme song in, in football, uh, in West Ham in, and, uh, in England. For those of you out there who have seen the movie in 2005 that has Charlie Hunnam in it and, and Elijah Wood, and uh, it's called Green Street. And Green Street is, is about football hooliganism in the UK. So okay. a lot of football fans over there will, will fight other football fans. Oh, yeah. And West Ham, they'll play that song of Pretty Bubbles. So when I first heard that in this movie, I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. And obviously them being a bunch of uh, you know English blokes, it, yes. made, it made sense. So again, just lo- love the uh, love the soundtrack in this movie, and you know I I really thought about it this time too when I when we re- uh, rewatched it. This movie is generally about luck. Oh yeah, man! But like equally good and bad luck. Yeah, I, I wrote like good and bad essentially because everyone or or as um, the elder, yeah, says it is fate, and I'm like. That's a shit deal. Yeah, that's a shit deal, which, you know, I I personally don't believe in fate uh, because I feel like everyone that's involved has made their choice to accept this deal that is given to each of them by the White Death. Except Ladybug. He could have. He could have. He, he could have chose. He could have chose to not do it, but he, he was, was just. He was the substitute. Yeah, I. I, I think if there's something that, if you subtract him from the whole deal, that would have been the real luck. Like, he still lived in the end, so he was lucky. He was lucky enough to be alive in the end too. But the real luck would have been him not having to go because Carver wouldn't have called out sick, right? Yeah. And so Carver's there. Carver fills in. He then hears about what happens afterwards. Like Carver's dead. He died on the bullet train. He's like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, wouldn't wanted to have been in his situation. Well, you weren't because you had good luck. So it's it's weird, this give and take of good and bad luck, because there are a lot of unlucky it's things that stop. happened to him, but... It's the not stop. Yeah, the luck does happen to him too. From, from the very start, like he misses, he almost steps in a puddle, and he steps back on the sidewalk, and then a car drives in the puddle and splashes him. Yeah, you know it. It, it is literally good luck and then bad luck. He keeps trying to escape the train because he, he. So his task was very simple. You know, it, it, the one thing I love about this is that it has like all of the components of a murder mystery but it's not really a murder mystery at all it's just a fun ride on a chaotic bullet train yeah this was um a better quote unquote murder ish mystery film than um uh, glass even. onion don't even <laughs> you can't compare them <laughs> i wanted to review that movie but um austin doesn't want to but i digress yeah digress <laughs> So the other thing about this movie is th- there's this theme about siblings and and parents, right? Because you've got the yeah. elder, you've got uh, you've got the father, and you've got Wataru, Prince. the son, 
the, the little kid who's in the in the hospital that got pushed off the building. Yeah. But then you've got the prince. You've got um, the uh, the son, white the white death son, and then you've got white death involved, the father figure, right? And then you've also got you've got the brothers with the twins, and they're not really twins. Oh, well, I know that's what they call them, but you've got um, lemon and, and tangerine. So, but they're brothers. So there's there's this family vibe that's also in the movie, and I think the interesting thing about it is you've got pure. I guess I'll say hate and and, uh, and and dysfunction with the white death, his son and daughter, yeah. right? And then you've got the really close bondage between Lemon and Tangerine and all of their antics. And then you've got this really, you know, obviously it's, it's a this Japanese culture between the elder, the father, and and Wataru where they're they're struggling they've obviously had a, a rough backstory that we that we see in the, um because of oh yeah the white death and, and and everything and so it's it's interesting to have that in there and and then this be a an action movie but also has this comedy built into it that is nice to see because of some of the you know gruesome deaths that we that we see you know, throughout this movie pretty gory actually some parts now, yeah. now that i think about it in some parts of this this movie even like when you like we have like the trailer playing on this uh just background computer here and even then i'm you know you're looking at some of these scenes and you're like oh i know exactly what comes after that and it's insane amount of blood yeah and but it's so funny the entire movie is just funny, almost not nonstop from start to finish. Well, maybe not directly in the start. It gets a little sad there in the beginning, but then it gets going and it gets funny. Yeah. I think you, when you realize the, the, the setting and, and the, like the stakes of this movie from the father's perspective is to kill someone. And then he realizes it's the prince, this, this, this daughter, right? How old? <sighs> I would say like early twenties. Yeah, I'd have to say early twenties, somewhere along those lines. Because, By the way, while we're on the topic of the prince, I fucking hated her from the very start. <laughs> I wanted to fucking hit her. Oh, she she like was a, mad annoying. Oh my I mean, god! From the start, she uh, I knew I was gonna hate her from the very second I saw her. As um, Billy Butcher would say, she's Billy a right cunt. Ooh, she is a right cunt. Whoa. And Holy quack. Yeah. You know, again, we, we we realize that there's this ransom and she from from the get go, you obviously know that she's not good because she whips out a taser and tases him. And then she's like, oh, by the way, if you don't do what I say, this I'm gun's going to backfire son. and kill you if you try to kill me. But also I have someone to check in on your son every hour and your son's going to die. So, and I, and I like the way this, this movie tells the story from, from different perspectives. Like even though when it starts to tell the story from different perspectives, it's not giving away certain parts that you can figure out because again, there's another part that uh, I guess we could, we could include now, but like when the snake 
escapes when this when the snake gets yeah. out into the train my first thought of is who's getting bit first yeah and then the, the that creates its own mystery because of who is alive still at that time and my first go-to is ladybug yeah well um the funny thing about it is as you go through the movie you're constantly it's like you're peeling back layers to find out more and more and it makes you want to figure it out even more and more because you're finding out that all of these characters are here for a specific reason but also they've all crossed paths before and you find that out as you watch the entire movie they all have crossed paths you know more than once usually um and you get to kind of piece it together like all right, well, this is a little sus that they're all just conveniently here. Yeah, like there's like even from the from the big uh, big um, from the beginning, there's this weird mystery even about Maria, where you don't see her, you just hear a voice on the phone talking to Ladybug. But who is she really? Because we don't see anything from her. Was she behind some of the events that happened? Did she help set it up? Right. Uh, or is she really tending to the job at hand? 100% tending. Yeah. But she, you, I, I think it's kind of interesting that we hear about her in the first, in the, in the beginning of the movie. We hear her again at some point, but then we actually see her at the very end. We'll, yeah. We'll get to that point too. But Ladybug, interesting because he doesn't like the name, but he goes with it. He goes with it anyway. And for someone who, is dubbed Ladybug, and when the elder gets on the train and he hears his name, and he's like, "Oh, Ladybug! Ladybug is lucky because he de- he carries all of the bad luck on its back." And yeah, and the thing about it too is he is dealing with all these unfortunate circumstances, like not like he doesn't like guns. But yet he has to face guns constantly, constantly throughout the movie and almost gets well, he does get stabbed. It's just that his phone, he goes right to the phone, saves his life from Bad Bunny. Yes, it's <clears throat> it, it's important to notice here that <laughs> this movie is <laughs> Ladybug is just doomed from the start. And yeah, he's he's not he's not the job is easy get the get, get the get the briefcase and get out and he finds it. it easy and like Almost i said too easy. all he's trying to do is get off the train but then he runs into the people that he took the case from then he runs into bad bunny then he runs into uh you know uh, tangerine again you know yeah. so it's just this constant series of events where it's like oh man come on man get off the train <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't happen. That and just his good, his bad luck, trying to be good luck, and, and it just fire, it backfires constantly throughout the entire movie too. And I think the other funny part too, when, when Ladybug finds, or or for when he first meets the wolf, yep. doesn't remember his name. He's like, dude, I don't even know you. But then it starts to come back. He's like, oh, when I, when I was 
at the wedding in Mexico. Yep. Like then it starts to come back to him. Then we start to see the pieces, you know, being put together, which that whole scene that like montage of the, of the wedding and everything obviously was, was very gruesome. Yeah. Brutal. Poor and, guy, by the way. Yeah. Also, no, I poor guy when it comes to his death. But I'm, again, that, that right there, he throws a knife and ricochets off the briefcase into his own heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. My heart. And then he falls Literally. and breaks his neck. <laughs> oh my God. I but, did not expect that. But then when he tries to sit him up on the, on the, the, oh yeah, the he chair. sits him up, puts sun, uh, sunglasses on him, covers him with a blanket. Like everything's okay. And then just goes back to trying to get off the train. Yeah, definitely funny stuff. I, I think another great part of this movie too is the the chemistry and the and the dialogue between Lemon and Tangerine. They're oh, hilarious nice. together. The the whole bit about Thomas the Tank Engine. To me, again, I diesel, diesel. You a Gordon or you a diesel? Are you are you a Thomas or you a Percy? I obviously grew up watching Thomas the Tank Engine. I, don't really I remember had, it too much. Well, I think I'm mean, gonna I think you're maybe too young for that. Which uh, maybe. So. Probably. I don't remember the show. I remember the toys. Yeah, I watched the toys. Um, I never played with fun them. Fun fact: because Ringo Starr was actually the conductor in the show. It was like a live Who? action show. Ringo Starr. Who? The lizard? Ringo Starr's a freaking drummer for the Beatles. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this notepad at you here. My bad. He's young. Oops. That's fine. Anyway, Thomas the Tank Engine, hilarious, because who who writes that into a script and and builds the analogies of each each character, each train engine? represents a type yeah. of person it's like a it's like a character archetype that he can relate yeah. to someone real because he's good at reading people right and to me that's just it adds this weird like take to the movie but it works because that's the whole that's the whole thing that's the bit he's he's going for he's trying to find his diesel and he hasn't found it yet and he's obviously been through some stuff all the way up until the end yep and and you know the way he finds it is very very clever yeah, uh, even though th- through that interaction, th- there are things that that backfire, right? So no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think some of the funny parts about about this movie. Also, while we're still on the topic of Tangerine and Lemon, my favorite scene in the entire movie is when they are t- arguing about how many people. Oh yeah, were killed when they rescued the son of. Oh, the white, the death. white death yeah, and the ransom money. They're yeah. arguing about it. 16, 17. That was the first clip you showed me. Yes. Because I hadn't seen the movie yet. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. And to me right there. It's 16. Quack, damn it. was like, oh, yeah, I need to watch this movie because uh, I think ironically, too, Aaron Taylor Johnson is also in Tenet. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah he, he is. Because oh, you yeah, were getting on my that. case about not watching Tenet, so then I watched Tenet and, I, and just seeing him in it, and then obviously him being in Bullet Train, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. It's ATT, uh, or, you know, and I'm like, or ATJ, right? So, ATT, Jesus. What? ATT, that's what you said the first time. I know, I, I didn't mean to say that, but ATJ. AT and T. AT and T. Yeah. AT and T? Yeah. 
Like the phone company? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not his name. It's ATJ. <laughs> That's what you said, though. I, and I corrected myself. Talk about a blooper cut on a podcast. Now we're going to... We're, gonna, we're, gonna, ridiculous we're keeping that. it in. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but, no, that was funny. And, and the flashback of, of uh, Bolivia. Yes. Which the, there is, there's a purpose behind that. Yeah, there is. And so some people might think, oh, yeah, whatever. They they, they did did a job and they chopped up a bunch of people. Yep. Sure. But we find out. But wait. What? Yeah, whose people <laughs> that that is? And that's probably my favorite part about the entire thing. Well, you know, is it's, that reveal. But I think it's funny when they come back to the to the sun and he's just dead, like, sitting oh, in the chair. Like, sh- oh, <laughs> like, can't they don't have the briefcase and the guy that they're supposed to be watching is dead. So. They're already off to a very bad start. They're fucked. Yeah. I mean, even like, oh, you're bleeding, mate. And it's like, oh, no, it's oh, not his no. blood. Oh, no, my blood. You oh, know? yeah. Well, you know, don't cover it up or anything. Yeah. So, it, <laughs> it, I, I again, I, I think their chemistry helped drive. The, I think my favorite. Yeah. Definitely one of the best parts of this movie. And yeah. Almost any time Aaron Taylor uh, Johnson was on screen, he was cursing, too, which was just whether it was <laughs> under his breath whether he was dying or, you know, whether he was trying to break back into the bullet train, he was cursing 90% of the time, and it was just hilarious. He certainly was. And even the part with, well, I'll say the funny parts, too, for me, was uh, an unexpected cameo with Channing Tatum. Oh, my God. It's like, hey, is this a sex thing? It's like, no, no, no. no oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> so... So out of the blue. Yeah, I did not expect that. Like, you have a phone? Like, <laughs> okay. And then he's like, man, he's got a great walk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Brad Pitt walks well, by him again. Well, the funny thing is, is so, yeah, Brad Pitt give, basically gives the hat that he was wearing in the glasses to Channing Tatum, and then yeah. he runs off. Yeah. Creates a distraction. Aaron, Ta- uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson comes back, sees the hat. Damn He's like, he has a gun to his head, uh, head or you know, neck or anything, but yeah, starts, you know, saying something in, in Channing Tatum's ear and he's just like, Oh, is this the sex thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. And that's it. And that's all you see of them. The other, the other big thing too is obviously because they're in Japan, there's a, there's this big anime theme, but we also see this anime, you know, cosplay. It's like character. an inflatable, Suit. It's like a big, you know. It's like it's a big, like, a, like a giant Easter bunny, right? Yeah, you know, like we but like a star, kind of. It's weird. I don't know what it is. It's just yeah. It's it's something that's I don't know. It's anime. Yeah. But you see it a few times, Brad Pitt punches it in the face at one point too. Yep. And you kind of wonder, what's what's the purpose of that being there? This this character is it just in the way? Yeah. Sort of you know like. Uh, Karen Fukuhara, who's, you know, using a cart for cart lady, <laughs> cart lady <laughs> for drinks and snacks, which does come to a funny part yes. when, the, when, when lemon and ladybug are fighting in one of the, in one of the cars and she comes in and asks them if they want anything. And then ladybug uh, says, you have any sparkling water? <laughs> And she grabs it. She grabs a like, Voss bottle. I don't got any water here. Pay for it. Or yeah, he goes, I don't need cash. And then he's, he was like, 10 quid, bruh. And, and then he 
throws the water bottle right at, at his, his head, head right at hits his head. him stuns him you know actually and and just i don't know i thought that was funny but the the quiet car part between lemon uh uh or sorry between tangerine and and ladybug it's like there's a that gunfight in this scene, table yeah. that whole fight scene would need uh, like, shh and at one point he says like eat a bag of dicks lady eat a bag of dicks lady <laughs> It's like, sorry, I'm working on it. Oh, my Lord. Uh, and, of course, uh, we can't forget the whole uh, Fiji water bottle oh and my the God. journey that thing goes on with the sleeping powder in it. That is... <laughs> the fact that you, you're you going to film something from the perspective of, of a water bottle and, and as if this water bottle has a life and the journey it goes through, right? So the the best part, so th- this the way this movie is set up is it's very much each of these characters have their introduction. Yeah. And you find out, like, who the wolf is, who the prince is, who the hornet is, you know, Lemon and Tangerine, all these, you know, characters. And then we get to the water bottle. And it was conveniently fell into the hands of Lemon as they were going to rescue the White Death's son. Because in the background you have, he, that's uh, when he first buys it. Yeah, you have Tangerine putting on the tarp that they wear, and then it's in the car when they're yep. driving away. Yep. Uh, then it's sitting sitting with him in the train. Yep. Then Brad Pitt puts the sleeping powder in it. Yep. Then he drinks it uh, up until he quote unquote dies, and then the water bottle just rolls its way down the train to end up in the hands of the elder son. To where he can grab the water bottle and throw it at the White Death as he's about to shoot his dad and use the bullet to, you know, miss. Incredible. Yeah, and the unfortunate part, too, of of the water bottle coming into play is right when Tangerine figures out who the Diesel is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when he gets dragged into the bathroom and then gets shot like three times in the chest and thinking, Oh man, he's dead. That sucks. But there's also the bit about wearing body armor. Yep. The, the Kevlar vest, Kevlar vest before that. And I, 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 that one part, I remember when I first watched him, I'm thinking, but what if he did wear a vest? Well, then he'd still be alive. Yeah. And then, of course, he ends up being alive, although, well, he's alive. Lemon has been died. Shot in the neck. Yeah, again because of this weird series of events. coincidental you know, event with with Ladybug. none other than than Ladybug, who is and the prince been very advocate about not wanting to use guns. And see, the right there, movie. if he hadn't used a gun, if he had, if a gun hadn't been in his presence at that time, then Lemon would have still been alive. And wouldn't have gotten... And would have killed the Diesel. Yeah. Which, who was the Diesel? Yeah, when, when, he, when, when he figures out, or when he sees the Diesel sticker on her back. On whose back? The Prince. Bum, bum, bum. I'm like, oh, yeah. Knew that one. Knew that one. I'm telling Shit, you guys, fan. if you have seen the movie Bullet Train, and you don't hate the Prince from the very first second you see her, I'm sorry, but... Come on. I yeah, mean, if, if the prince is your favorite character, within I don't five know. seconds, I'm like, oh, God, she sucks. We might need to have a talk about, yeah. about the people you like to hang around with. 
God, the prints. The other interesting parts too, around the uh, the boom slang, dangerous snake, highly venomous, right? And even though it's slithering around the snake, uh, the the train, yep. we start to see more about the hornet and and her backstory. And <laughs> when I, I I love that ladybug is, is mispronouncing uh el sagato's uh, oh. uh, uh, guado's uh name yeah it's like, it's like el sagaro yep el sagaro and maria's like that's not how you say it um but you realize she was the pastry chef at the wedding she poisoned everyone with the snake's venom yep including bad bunny's wife yeah at the wedding and so and also he bad you know the wolf which he didn't he didn't ladybug didn't remember his name either it's like the wolf oh, oh. kept you know doing a little honestly thing. one of the best characters too maybe maybe my third favorite he was awesome for as short as he was in in the movie yeah i definitely liked his character Loved him. and of course she she has this this poison and i love how quick it happens what, with the needle. 30 seconds? 30 seconds. That's how long it takes. Well, to, to kick in, but the, the scene itself, when she takes it out, it falls into Brad Pitt's hands, into Ladybug's hands, and he takes it and then Jabs sticks it in, it in, her, in her shoulder, presses it, and then gets her to bring out the antidote, which mm-hmm. she only has one of. And he grabs her, he grabs her arm and and sticks it into his own neck. And it's like, come on, man, you you gotta, you gotta be more prepared than that. He's like, you gotta, you gotta carry more. He's like, oh, I'm mansplaining right now. I'm sorry. I I laughed. I'm sorry, but that, that made me laugh. And the entire time he's like, you know, saying all this, she is bleeding from every single orifice out of her face and is like, can't breathe and is literally being like poisoned within seconds and dying. And the whole time he's like, oh, can I get you a water? Do, do you want a water? Dude, she's dead. Do, do you need me to hold your hair? And she's just crawling and dying. And it's just like, oh, ladybug. Poor guy. Yeah. Doesn't really know what's going on. It's ironic she dies the same way she kills. Yes. And she was also the one to kill the White Death's son. Yeah. She just goes up bum, and... Bum, bum. And uh, and jabs him. She's really come full circle, I guess. She's killed uh, an entire family. Yep. The White Death's son wants the briefcase. Yeah. And yet, she dies because she's injected with her own poison. So, haha. <laughs> Idiot. Is it fate or is it bad luck? It's being stupid because she only brought one antidote. Yeah. You know that that choice she made was uh, was a poor one took my snake bitch yeah so something i didn't really like so much about her characters like it's like and again i don't know if this was meant to be but i feel like they try to make her like 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 jesse in breaking bad and she says the word bitch over and over again but it's very very repetitive in such a short time like that's like majority of her dialogue i wonder how many times she says it in that in that few minutes if i cared enough i'd probably go back and count but 
Who did it better, Hornet or Jesse Pinkman? My vote is Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyway, that's the Hornet. And and honestly, her Zazie Beats did a great job, but she she's in it for such a small amount of time. Like she's a minor, you know, supporting character. Even though I mean, there's a lot of people that are like that in this movie. Yeah, but again, like every character in this movie has a forward motion to the to the plot, and I think that's what makes this movie good. Is that everyone in this movie, even as a minor character, even to the son, the son. The sun contributes. Everyone in this movie contributes to the overall plot. And that's what makes a good movie. A good plot. Every yep. character has some sort of forward progress. Every character has to have something that is meaningful to one another. And everyone does because it's just like we see with Tangerine and, and Ladybug from Johannesburg, from Joburg. Yep. He shoots him. He goes, I've shot a lot of people. He goes, you shot me twice. And he goes, I've shot a lot of people twice. But then he, it clicks and he's like, oh, yeah. You've got a real shootable face. You've got a real sh- <laughs> Which, I don't know if you'd say that about, about Brad Pitt, but... <laughs> well, the thing I love about this movie is that everyone is so connected to form the plot, you know? Yes. It's, you find out when you get to the very end that the White Death has pretty much bought all the entire train out. So there's no one on the train. Yeah, and it- this train is stopping at uh, a station where the white death is waiting with all his men. And you find out that he hired tangerine and lemon, uh, to get his son because, uh, to, in order to bring them, you know, all in front of him. So he could kill them all because of the Bolivia job. Yep. Uh, his son, because of his wife being killed, uh, due to the fact that his son was a screw up and had to go get rescued you know, or, or bailed out by his mom, yep. was killed, and you find out that he was or she was killed by Carver, Carver who <laughs> in, in, introduced conveniently the, the other cameo, sick. yes, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> like same exact cameo time as Brad Pitt in Deadpool two, also. Is it like the exact minute mark? I swear, yeah. The ex- Interesting. It, I think it's 15 seconds. I swear. It was hmm. so funny. Maybe not 15 out. seconds, but it was it was the same exact time. You mean like at like the hour and 40-something minute mark? or No, like I will come back and do this cameo only if it's as much time as Brad Pitt cameoed in Deadpool. Oh, you just mean the time he spent time. in that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, So he invited Carver on here somehow. Which ended up being Brad Pitt and Ladybug. Um, yeah, because he figures out that Carver was the one who was trying to assassinate the White Death. Yep. But he called out sick. <laughs> I didn't know assassins could call it sick, but hey, I guess they they can in this universe. But yeah, that that's when I think the White the White Death's storyline and in backstory is the most significant because. He's the one that pieces everything together from things that have happened in the, in the past between the grandfather when he was younger yep. to the current father to the son who's in the hospital because of the, the neglected daughter that he doesn't care for and the son that he should have cut off a long time ago because of him being such a screw up and, tell, and him telling his wife 
who he loves the most, to not bail him out, and she does anyway, and tries to, and yeah, and and she yeah she tries to, and she pays the ultimate, the ultimate price for for her own life yeah. for her son, and then her son ends up you know being taken, and so White Death sing, thinks, I need someone, or, or some people to rescue him. I'm gonna get the guys that did Bolivia because they killed all of my men. Yep. So he's got all the pieces together and just somehow also puts uh, the Hornet and because of the Hornet also attracts the wolf. Yeah. Does he invite the Hornet on there? I can't remember. Or does the Hornet just organically? Well, the Hornet was to get the, the money, the, the briefcase to retrieve the money from them. Yeah. Oh yeah, which brought the wolf. Yep. Poor ladybug is just caught up all in the middle. That's what I'm of this saying. Chaos. He he is bearing the weight of multiple people, uh, and even a generation of sorts <laughs> of of bad luck, and somehow winds up walking out alive, even though. He, the train crashes. Even though the train goes through and decimates a town. And <laughs> and he, again, even though he's already gotten or he's already received the antidote, he still gets bit by the he snake. He gets bit a second. Yeah, uh, he gets bit. And, and I'm thinking, I remember thinking the first time I watched this movie, I'm like, well, there's no way he dies now because he just got the antidote. Yep. So obviously he lives and then he tries to flush it down a toilet like, like it's a goldfish. Yep. Or like a, a a dead small turtle, right? Like wait, what? You would you would put a turtle down down a toilet? A small turtle? You would. I haven't, but I've seen people do it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've heard people do it. That doesn't seem like the right thing to do. I've actually never flushed a goldfish down a toilet. I, yeah, I just, I've never like owned. A saying. A, I've never owned uh, owned one. I've had turtles. Uh, I've only owned one fish in my life. It was one of those, um, like, what do you call it? The, like the little fighting fish. The fighting fish? Yeah. I had hermit crabs. <laughs> I don't think I had a hermit crab either, but I buried my fish. I was like three. All my turtles escaped, but I wouldn't. How does a turtle escape? I don't know. Are they, were they mutant, mutant ninja turtles? It could have been. Hmm. We we had them like on our back porch. I'm pretty sure, or like our back, uh, like screened in. Oh, so they weren't like in like a some sort of like tank. No, they were hmm. they were they had free will. You know, they could do whatever they wanted, including escape. Like, apparently. hey, we don't like this kid. We're getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, whatever. Austin, not a not a friend of turtles. Note to self: only gave you food, shelter, and water. <laughs> Maybe, maybe they wanted to have some sort of boundary, so they felt protected, and they're like, "You know, we're gonna, you know, one of those turtles could have got run over by a car. You just never would have known." Yeah, if they would have stayed safe in my home, then yeah, them. they they would have lived very long <laughs> lives. Maybe, perhaps, who knows? The elder, uh, but I think there's this also cool part between the final showdown as there's just this ultimate chaos on the train too between. Oh my God. The Elder and the White Death. This pretty epic sword fight that happens and obviously 
because of the train that's that's gone off the rails and then it's crashing through everything and i don't i don't know how far it went and i know it's kind of hard to say far but just yeah far af I mean, that thing was how fast is that bullet train going? oh yeah like, you you, know? i mean you're thinking like 160 miles an hour maybe crashes something through ridiculous a but concrete wall oh it went th- yeah it's the same thing it went through i mean like the the amount of damage that that train causes probably in the and tens of millions if, a, if not higher than survivors. that in japan yeah, the well, there, there were a few. There were a few. Yeah, well, the White Death. He has he has the Elder's sword oh. straight through his his chest. Chest, right? He's still alive. Still alive somehow, and then tries to kill the Ladybug. When he's like, "Dude, I'm not Carver. Like, like, I, let it go, bro." He's like, "Don't call me, bro. Don't call me, bro. Bro, bro." Uh, runs out of bullets, then pulls out the gun that was taken from. His daughter, the prince, and she rigged it, and she rigged she Jerry it, Jerry rigged it, and pulls the trigger and blows the right side of his face. Oh my off. god, that was intense! That was whoa, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, because that happened so fast in the movie, and it's just like, you're just like, boom, half his face gone, and dies. And then the elder walks over, takes the sword, grabs his sword, gets the blood off, and it just conveniently falls on Brad Pitt's shoes. Yep. More bad luck. Um, and then he puts it in and goes home with his son. Yeah. And then we forgot to mention that at one point during all of this chaos on the train, Tangerine, uh, I'm sorry, Lemon, because uh, at this point Tangerine is dead, uh, Lemon tackles one of the guys off the train and they fall like 40 feet into the water of a river. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, all right, he's dead. You know, whatever. And then, now he's now now Changering is really dead. Yeah. It's like, it's over. It's done. Psych. And then you get to, well, you get to the end of the it's movie a, and they're walking off and a truck just plows over pr- the prince and kills her. And you're just like, oh, crap. Like, that's just funny. Like, that, I didn't expect that. I think I clapped or, or said, <laughs> like, fuck I yeah. laughed so hard. And then after the credits, you find out that Tangerine. Little post-credit scene. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I keep saying tangerine. Lemon. No, it's tangerine. I thought... No, lemon is... Lemon Lemon's, is... Lemon is Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. Okay. So tangerine survived the fall. Yeah. Uh, steals a truck of tangerines and speeds conveniently to the end of, uh, you know, the last train station that they were going to um, and is there in time to... Run over the prince and just keep going. Yeah, it's again. There's this weird. Well, obviously, it's written specifically because of the script. Yeah. But in the the universe of this movie, there's this weird coincidence of luck. It's like yeah. a, it's a, it's literally a sign. Your name is Tangerine, and you see a truck with tangerines in it and on it. Going in the direction that which you just also to which go. also it probably is fueled on on diesel fuel. Yep. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, but it's a big truck. That's yeah, and, and and so it's barreling ahead, and then he sees the prince, and I, of course I wrote it down under one of the funny moments, and he says, "Fuck you, diesel bitch," <laughs> and just plows her right, and that's it. And I forgot that. 
Oh. Before that post, little post credit scene, when you don't even know he's driving that truck, you hear it. You do hear it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's just really, it's really, hilarious. it's really faint. The, um, but yeah, if if, if you have it, um, if the volume turned up enough, you can you can hear something, and that's exactly what he says. Uh, so in the end, he got his diesel. Yeah. And he got revenge on the prince. And then per, once again. For for Lemon. Uh, God rest his soul. Well, and then cameo at the end. Didn't expect to see Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Because I, I think throughout the movie, I'm trying to think of whose voice is this? I mean, I knew right away it was Sandra Bullock. But. Yeah, but oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't look at the credits or anything like that. Well, I didn't. Well, I mean, it's not like she was in the opening credits, but I heard the voice and like. But see, I I, I wasn't quite sure together. who it was, and then I think at one point I realized was that Sandra Bullock's voice. When she, when he calls her after after he lost his phone, and then yeah, of course when she shows up at the end, and of course the the bad slash good luck that Ladybug has, that's a nice car, and then the light Bam. pole. Just falls on it, falls on it. it, yeah, and destroys it. So, um, yeah, but maybe I don't know if insurance works over there like that. But hey, that movie was just amazing. Yeah, definitely a a great movie to watch. Highly recommended. Uh, one of again, one of the best movies um, uh, out of all twenty twenty two. In our definitely. in our opinion, definitely. and that that brings us to. One of the finer points of this show is the rating. So what would you rate Bullet Train out oh, of man. 10 or, or 100? This thing is a 90. 90. This thing is a straight 90. A 9D. A 9 out of 10. A 4.9 out of 5. I mean, this, this movie is... A friend of mine uh, described it as all of the best parts of a Tarantino movie, which I think just translates to the dialogue <laughs> and the characters. Yeah. Because this this is a movie that is not only just a fantastic plot of just having all of this swirled up into one story, um, you know, but it is also character-driven, like... Each one of these characters is so significant, and each one is just so different and so funny, and it's just fucking awesome, nonstop for what two? It's like I think it's a two-hour movie. Yeah, it's two hours. Some change. Yeah, just over um, two hours. Yeah, I saw this movie in theaters when it came out, and uh, I just loved it. And then I bought it uh, when it came out, and I've watched it obviously a few times since then. And I just love this movie. It's just, it's nonstop fun from start to finish. Yeah. I mean, as far as the cost for the budget uh, was something between 86 and 90 million. So not a, a super expensive movie, but again, production wise, it did look very polished. It did look very, very well done. I liked the, the tone with the lighting Yeah, throughout the entire movie, like that aspect of the, of the cinematography. Uh, I thought was really cool, and I know it's it might be kind of dubbed as like with this like Tokyo you know Japan vibe, but well, I mean, it takes place. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But because of that, it had a really cool 
like movie sense to it. Like again, like just visually speaking. So very bright. Yeah. I mean, it made, uh, $239.3 million in the box office. So, and it's rated R too. So obviously it's hard for rated R movies to make me a buku money. Yeah. Like who would think that it's going to make me, you know, avatar money. No one. Right. Because this movie is, 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 is not that. So IMDb. What would, well, hold on. What? What would you give it before we, you know, you look at Yeah, it? no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I, I'm, this is like a solid nine out of 10 for me. 90%. What about on a scale? Okay. Like a 90%. Okay. I, I don't really have a lot of things that I could say. I don't like aside, about this movie. Aside from all of the, the, the bitch talk at, at the end from <laughs> the dialogue from Hornet. Yeah. Was there anything that you didn't really like in the movie? Um, cause I, I'm trying to think and aside from the Prince, not much really stands out. That was bad to me or that something that I didn't yeah, like. I loved almost everything about this movie. Like, obviously I didn't, I didn't care for her character, but at the same time, her character was important. Oh yeah. No, she, she did. Now do I think what her, she want, you know, had to do. Do I think, well, because again, like even if you take her, if you took her character out of it, that means you also take the the rigged gun out of the whole conversation too, because that's what ultimately kills the white death. It should be noted that just because I hate the prince, I don't think that she, you know, shouldn't have been in it. Yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm not saying that either. I'm saying like if people were like, "Oh, just take her out," like, well, she still plays a part. Like every character in this movie has to be in the movie. You can't yeah. just take you can't you can't take one character out. Even the son, the son plays a role. He, he literally has zero Channing lines. Tatum plays a role. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He has he does. to wear the disguise from Ladybug temporarily, yeah. and and so has this weird bit. Oh, is this, is this the sex thing? Is this the sex stuff? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so that's my rating. IMDb, yeah, seven point three. So you figure like uh, a seventy-three percent terrible. Um, Although it does show a majority of votes, giving it at least an eight out of ten, and okay. you've got more nines than than sixes, and you've got like ten percent of the vote the votes gave it a ten out of ten, and and then eleven point one of the users gave it a six out of ten. So huh. I mean, even a even, I mean, you're, you're talking a, a mean of uh, like you know from. The, like mid maxing this, you know, the average is 7.3, but I mean, this is over 270,000 people voting for it. And the most, um, votes are 81,000 going to an eight out of 10. So even okay. if you, even if you were to base it like an 80% or an eight out of 10, I do think that's a still, that's still a fair, that's fair rating for this movie. Uh, I think people who, I like, don't think lower than 80 could, could be. Yeah. Like if movie. you're like, Oh, come on, you guys are, you guys are stretching over this. So I'm like, okay, well the lowest I would go would be an eight or eight out of 10. I, I, I don't think it's anything say less. Than, that's yeah. That's the lowest I could go personally. And then, um, one of my favorite things to uh, go to, uh, favorite, huh? Is, uh, rotten tomatoes oh, because the critics, who um These I don't really have a lot of idiots. I don't yeah I don't have uh, anything good to say about the credits so I'm going to refrain from having to 
uh, edit a bunch, a bunch of quacks uh, in, into this episode. But fifty four percent. Boo! Are you are you serious? Boo! Like we re- we we read a few before. And, and they don't make sense. I, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, did you watch the same movie? Oh God, it's so frustrating. Like Bullet Train certainly serves the Brad Pitt brand, but it's too weak to deliver him to a new destination. What what new destination are you referring to? To him be in a I in think, an action comedy? I think that was only said because it was a it was a train movie. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a review because <laughs> this is a train movie. Really? Someone that, from yeah. the Atlantic said that. Do better. Do better. Do better. <laughs> like the titular mode of transportation, it does pick up speed as it barrels along. That is your review. One sentence. That is crazy. We literally have me. spent an hour talking about this movie, and that's all you have to say? What did that w- that one sentence one? W- what did they give the movie? A one? Uh, 2.5 out of four. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. How? Mm. This yeah. movie is just so good. But then you've got other good, you've got uh, other good reviews from critics. So like, if Kill Bill one, if Kill Bill Volume one is um, Wagyu steak, this is a juicy dive burger. Okay. Listen, I've had some really good juicy dive bur- burgers before in my life. This is a thick burger to me. This is a thick. This this has some toppings. One pound burger. Okay. It's got some thick bread, maybe some Texas toast on it. Or some sourdough. How about this how about a fried a egg on top? Yeah, this is bacon. a fried. You know what? This is this is a this is a burger from Hangry Bison. Oof! For those of you who live in Winter Park oh, and have man, been that there, place is so good. Ugh, love those burgers. That's a good like sixteen twenty dollar burger. Worth it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, worth it. It, though. it really is worth it. Now, audience score seventy six percent. I mean that, that's that's more. I mean that's fair. I mean you figure. 3.9 out of 5 as the as the average rating you know and again i, I i'm not going to sit here and scroll through 10,000 reviews cuz then we would never be out of it but a lot of people five stars pretty good movie 4 to 5 tangerine and lemon go see to find out what i mean like they right were there. the best part Ex- exciting well-written action-packed comedy one of my favorite movies of the year so far you know, great movie. Saw with my dad and his girlfriend and her daughter. Very funny and violent. Ten out of ten. My new favorite movie. It was suspenseful and funny. I liked the, I liked all the actors and their parts they played. Highly recommend seeing it. Here we go. One star to five. Ridiculous gore and violence. F bombs every two seconds. Dumb plot. Uh, uh, okay. Listen. Listen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second here. Okay. It's rated R. Hmm. That means, by warning. You know that there's going to be violent scenes, possibly gore, there's also and language. A, there's also a federal warning before the movie that says contains blood, violence, and yeah, language. If so, that doesn't somehow, you know, if you can't comprehend that, and then you're going into this thinking it's you know you're not going to give it a high review, then why see it in the first place? I, I know some people want you. They see movies and, and are severely disappointed. Um, that happened to me a few times in my lifetime. Ugh, same. But <laughs> I wanted to name drop some some movies just now, but I'm man. Oh man, I'm gonna refrain. I'm gonna refrain from going on that tangent. But f bombs every two seconds. I mean, have you seen some of the other movies that have f bombs in it? Um, how about like a bunch of Martin Scorsese movies, for yeah. instance? 
this does not compare to any of his movies in terms of F-bombs. Believe me. Dumb plot. Very weak review here. We can just move past it. Dumb plot. Ridiculous. Hated this movie too violent. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my god, you you can't give it a bad rating because it's violent. I'm sorry, you can't. You could just say, you know what, the acting was good. I liked the cinematography. The music, the music was good. Um, but the violence wasn't but, for me. But the violence, exactly. The violence wasn't for me. Why? Why? Oh, this thing sucks. It's too much. It's too mean. But it's too gory. I, ima- imagine if we go, you go to a movie and you're like, it wasn't violent enough. Or there was no violence. One out of ten. <laughs> you, you know? It's like if I walked into a Star Wars movie and was like, no violence. Two out of ten. Yeah, but the, the Star Wars isn't about violence. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. wanted to see some violence. You need to see a saber need, fight. Yeah, I need to see some decapitations. You know, Revenge of the Sith set the bar for me. Anakin Skywalker lost three limbs. If it's not, if it's not at least one one limb in a movie, one out of ten. Sorry, you know, weak. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I I can I can I can get this one four to four to five stars. Great movie, slow start, but was packed with action. Oh, okay. That's, that's, a that's a good one. Very funny. Action was good. It was over the top sometimes, but overall superb. Four to five. You like though these are reviews that I feel are, nice. are are more accurate in the sense of you're analyzing every single part of the movie itself. And again Too violent. One out of ten. Yeah. And the other thing too is if a movie isn't good and if it didn't do a good job, the box office is one of the best places to look. Ugh. Did it lose money? It didn't. Did it make money? It did. Yeah, it did. So in other words, it would be a success. You know, obviously there's plenty of people out there who who who, who love it. Great movie, love the cameos. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, here, here's the last bad review I'm going to read. This is a one out of five stars. Music was disjointed. How? Is that... How? Is that what the is that is that how it starts? That is the first sentence of this review. That's a Jeez. paragraph. In many cases, the conversation with the British and foreign actors was not easily understandable. Um, um I'm going to say this as nicely as possible. There's a thing called closed captions. Use them. Plot was hard to follow until the end of the movie. Well, that's, That's what makes a mystery type suspense movie with a plot that they're not just going to lay out in the beginning. If you knew what, what the White Death was, why the White Death was bringing everyone together in the beginning, would you watch the movie? There would be no point. Exactly. You know why everyone's there. Okay. This movie is. That's it. That's a five minute movie. A ha- journey. Have fun. Bye. This movie is a journey. I'm surprised we lasted that long in the theater. If you do watch it, I recommend seeing it on demand with ca- with captions. Okay, so you do know what captions look like. Good luck. Pitt had a lot to overcome. I imagine this person's reviewing it as Ladybug had a lot to overcome. Huh. Because I think Brad Pitt did a great job in this movie. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, what, what, what doesn't Brad Pitt exceed in it's any fantastic. movie that he's in? Except he can't. Except he couldn't do a British accent. That's why he was casted as a uh, as a gypsy in Snatch. Oh yeah. Uh, for the listeners out there, because we definitely should review this at one point. I have a question. Do you like dags? Do you like dags? Do you like dags? Snatch is a good movie. Brad Pitt is fantastic. <laughs> um, 
But if I had to be honest, as good as Brad Pitt is, not my favorite part of the the movie. Definitely would be Lemon and Tangerine. Lemon and, ta- Lemon and Tangerine are, by, without part, a doubt, part my favorite out. parts of of the movie. My favorite characters. I did like probably it, it might be a little bit of a, of a toss up between between Brad Pitt and uh, maybe Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny would for sure be my. But the, my only thing is because Brad Pitt's in it for so long because he's a he's a he's the main actor. Yeah. And like same same sort of thing with with White Death. He's in it. He's in a very small amount at the one end. Scene. Yeah, one scene. So, but everything just went so well together. You know, it just worked out. Even though it was that one scene, that one scene worked out. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've now seen this, um, you know, three times. And honestly, too, when they because the entire time I'm thinking, who who is, who is the white death? Because I didn't I didn't look at the list aside from the trailer. Who I knew, yep. uh, I knew Brad Pitt was in it, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, and I think that was it really. But when I finally saw the reveal of it being Michael Shannon, I was like, oh, it's like, General oh. Zod. He's the white death. Yeah, this is Russian turned Japanese, like, uh, Yakuza. Yakuza leader. You know, and, but, like, just to kind of throw that into a story, into a script, just, I mean, it works. They did it. Everything worked about it. They, yeah. Um, who, who did the uh, screenplay? Zach Olkowitz. Yeah. Great job. Great job, Zach. Great job, Zach. Great script. This was awesome. David, you directed this movie very, very well. Great production. Great acting. Great movie. I, I, Overall, 9 out of 10. Yeah. I think that'll about do it for Bullet Train, episode two here. Let us know what you guys think about the movie. You know, Please. Again, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast and Spotify, you know where to find us. Make sure you turn on those notifications for all of our new episodes that will be released on a weekly basis. Again, we'll be doing uh, new movie reviews on Mondays, followed by the Throwback Thursday movies coming out. So um, we've got a new Throwback movie coming out to you this week. So stay tuned for that. Should be a good uh, one. Yep, you know, definitely one of my um, all-time favorite movies oh, and, and franchises. So such a great movie. I, I've seen it uh, probably more times than I could count, and uh, I could quote the entire movie. So that might end up being part of the podcast itself and the problem I will have to refrain (laughs) from, but be sure to stay tuned for some, some sound bites, of course, because I'm sure that I'll be able to find some for that movie. Absolutely. Uh, If you're listening to this, you probably already, you know, listened to this, through this episode and um, hopefully I'll have found one or two sound clips from bullet train, but we'll see. So, and uh, I would say follow us on Twitter, but I need to create uh, our Twitter account. Still, yeah. So we'll get there, guys. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've got a yeah, lot well, of stuff. One thing at a time. Going on. But I would like to set a goal for us to have it by the time the Throwback Thursday comes out this week. And then in that episode, I can say be sure to follow us on Twitter. And at so and so and so and so. Yeah. At, at the plot strikes back. And then. You can stay tuned for, for following us on there and, and seeing everything that we, we uh, decide to post. So appreciate everyone uh, listening and, and be sure to share with your friends, your family, your pets, your neighbors, 
Um, people from outer space. Just talk about movies. Yeah, let, let's just keep the movie chatter going. You know, if you want to, again, this would be nice to to chat about online when we have an at. You can retweet and ask us, and we can just kind of chat on there. And obviously, we, you know, we 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 say some things uh, that may get a little heated on on here, um, but we joke, and of course. We want to continue being friendly uh, on social media because there are way too many um, ignorant uh, bullies on social media. Yes. And uh, we don't stand for that. So um, let's just chat about movies just like we're doing here. We're, we're two dudes sitting in a room. And we, we chat about movies when, when we're at the gym uh, and everywhere else. So we want to keep that, that same momentum going uh, online with all of you guys. Um, following us and supporting us. And uh, we, we definitely um, thank you for all the support. And um, until then. Stay tuned, I guess. If you made it this far, I assume you are going to, you know, stay watch tuned. The next one, watch probably. the next one. So in that case, stay tuned and watch the, watch the next one. Listen to the next one. Yeah. We, we don't, we're not doing watching yet. No. Soon though. That, guys. Soon. More, <laughs> more on that at another time. So that'll be the end of the episode for the plot strikes back. Bum, bum, bum.